We are the Love Jays, and you're listening to Married Millennials. A conversation about navigating life, love, and relationships, one student loan payment at a time. I'm Joy. I'm Justin. Let's get to it. Hello, and thank you for tuning in to episode 115 of Married Millennials. We hope you had a wonderful Father's Day. I had... Well, it was a really good Father's Day. My dad wanted to go to a basketball game. His stepson plays in a tournament, so we did that, and then we went to go eat, and he was super happy. And I feel like in the past, I've had to plan like these elaborate days, which he doesn't care about. (laughs) So it was really nice to just do something simple and see him be so happy. It's the simple and small things in life that make all the difference in the world. Yeah, I spent the, the Father's Day with my family as well. We, as you guys know, are a super big brunch family. Mm-hmm. So we went to another brunch again. My dad's really all about brunch. So yeah. for Mother's Day, we switched it up a bit because my mom wanted to try something new. Father's Day, we went to what we typically love, and he loves his champagne brunches. So that's what we did. And fortunately, the restaurant accommodated my diet and yeah. allowed me to order from the menu. So I switched something up, and I was able to enjoy breakfast without having to order brunch. And my sister was like, well, if they don't accommodate you, you know, you can always go and grab something from the buffet. And as I explained to her, I said, being vegan, you're not going to spend $40 on side dishes. No. Like, that's just the... That's just the, the thing that the way, doesn't make sense. And by the way, you can have two of the side dishes, and one of them is a fruit, fruit. medley. Yep. Yeah. I was like, okay, so you can go get some potatoes, salad, and fruit. It's like, yeah. I'm not spending $40 on salad, potatoes, and fruit. Yeah. Yeah, it's just, it's not, it's not the move. We went to uh, Wood Ranch, and my dad's like, are you going to be able to eat there? And I said, yeah, I'll, I'll find something. And I did. I had a salad and then uh, sweet potato fries, because... Why not? <laughs> um, and, but it's funny because they were eating the bread and they got, you know, tri-tip and brisket. They're like, oh, we'll slip you some. I'm like, oh, so sorry that we're eating this in front of you. I'm like, it's okay. You can do your thing. I think people think like we're For sure. Like you, you definitely starving get the, the look back. Like, and what's, like, what's going on here? I was like, no, I don't judge. I mean, to each his own. I, like, I, don't, I don't expect to be accommodated by it. And yeah. I don't expect you to change your eating habits when you're around me. It's like, I eat what I eat. You eat what you eat. Yeah. We're all fine. Hopefully, we can go to a place where both of us can enjoy a meal and be happy. Yeah. But if we can't, then I'll just wait and go eat somewhere else afterwards. Yeah. Like it's, right. it's all good. I promise you it's all good. But if we had a good time, and then I went back to my parents' house and proceeded to take a nap for three hours <laughs> because I am just exhausted. Yeah. It, has been, it has been a week. It's been a long week. It's been a long six months. And you know, it's funny. <laughs> I, I woke up today... And I'm just feeling a little defeated. <laughs> if I'm just being 100% transparent, it's like when you look back at everything that's going on over the, the past six months, and you know we've made tremendous growth on the Love J side of things, and also I've made tremendous growth on purpose over profit and my speaking engagements. You know, but it, it's just one of those where you look up and you just feel like there's just so much further to go. And I'm like, man this is tough. <laughs> it's just hard. Like, it, and there's no, there's no way to sugarcoat it because yeah. it's just not easy. And, and I just think after just having a really long week of a variety of different things of, of doing some contract work for a few days at a, at a corporate office, then doing a few events and then trying to launch some things on our end, it just culminated to be a lot. And, mm-hmm. today, and purpose over purpose. Yeah, yeah. And I have speaking engagements, like everything that I have it, like I had everything that I have going all going on all in one week, like on top of events, and it, like I said, it just punched me in the throat. And I again, I just woke up, just a little defeated. 
you know, and that's, it's just, it's part of the journey. It's a part yeah. of the journey. You know, it's one of those things where it, things don't happen overnight. And I think it does feel like as long as I work hard, and if I put in like, you know, if I put in six months of really, really hard work, something's got to happen. And the truth is something has happened. A lot of things have happened, but I know it doesn't look like what you would hope that it would have looked like. And I don't think I really had expectations for what it would look like in six months because we talk all the time about expectations are the death of life. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and so I never really set up expectations and, and meditating and stating my affirmations has really helped me stay grounded in not panicking about what's coming next so i do give a strong credit to that Uh, but still it's like you know you go and you you look back on the six months it's like yeah i have accomplished everything but then you're like okay well this is where i'm at and there's still more needs to happen so i can just survive Mm -hmm. and i think when you when you have those moments it it kind of shakes you up a little bit and you say okay well we just got to keep putting you know the pedal to the metal and and continue to be creative and and move ahead but it's it's exhausting. It is definitely exhausting. Again, entrepreneurship is not a glamorous lifestyle by any means. If you were on Pillow Talk Live with us, I think that was two weeks ago where we really touched on entrepreneurship and what that looks like. And I am a big proponent of it. Granted, not everyone is built to be an entrepreneur. Some people are built to you know, work stable jobs and they enjoy stability. And there is something nice about having a guaranteed check that comes every two weeks. Regardless how hard you work or don't work, you get paid and, and it's nice. And I, I think back to the times where I had it, and I was like, oh, it was definitely enjoyable. Um, but I enjoy the ability to be able to create something that, is in my own mind and be able to see it and activate it. But in doing so, you don't have that same stability. And at times the stress can can build up and have you feeling some type of way, just like how my whole left side of the back is completely thrown out for no reason other than stress. Uh, but you know, it's it's a part of it's a part of the game. And uh, again, it's I enjoy it. But it has its challenges, and, and right now I woke up this morning with, with, a, with a challenge feeling on challenged. my body. Yes, yeah. definitely feeling challenged, so I just have to really do a good job mentally this week to not succumb to those those pressures and that stress. And you know, I haven't had a really good meditation in a few days, so I just think I really need to take it. Might, this might be a week where I have to do like two or three a day just to really calm and ground mm-hmm. myself and not allow you know, your thoughts to spiral out of control. Because you know, they have, I mean, your mind is so powerful. And when you, can, when you can really get a grasp and control your mind, you can really raise above or rise above all of your circumstances. And I can say I've done a pretty good job of that, but I, I, can, I can just feel a little dip. So I, say, I just want to make sure that that little dip doesn't go into a fall. <laughs> yeah. I, I mean, we, we talked about mental health the whole last episode. So you know that I'm in full support of that. I, I Take the baths if you need to take baths. Uh, go for walks. Meditate. Make sure you're getting adequate rest. I mean, all these things. And I, you know, I watch you work. You will run yourself into the ground. You don't take breaks along the way. And I know it feels like you can't because things need to be done, but you have to because you're not a machine. So, unfortunately, <laughs> you would and like to be a machine. No, it'd be nice to work like if a machine. If I were a robot, but be human. Right. It didn't have any needs outside of work. Correct. Yeah. Yeah. Because I know that you enjoy what you do and I, I want you to do it, but just taking a break. Uh, along the way allows for you to not have to feel like how you're feeling right now. For sure. And, and, I, and I have taken breaks. 
along some journeys or some parts of, of this over the past six months. But in particular, I would say probably in the last month and a half, I got, I've just told Joy that we don't, we can't, there's really not a, a we can't afford to take a real break. And I know it's like you have to take breaks. I understand. I'm not talking about a week. I'm breaks. talking about like, okay, this Saturday, not touching anything. I'm again, like, I'm going to take the bath. I'm going to walk. I'm going to find like a cheap massage place and like just go have that experience, go to the beach, whatever. But I'm just saying, like, you need to press pause at some point. It doesn't need to be a full week off or like how I needed like those four or five days. Definitely. Um, but I needed that because I couldn't get my little breaks in between. So I'm just saying, if you take a day here or there, you, you'd you be more well off. I definitely would be well off and I have to do better at it. But again, it's it's just, it's like you can't see the forest for the trees. Yeah. <laughs> you know, so I'm just, I'm just trying to fight the battle. Right. We were actually invited to a screening of the Whitney documentary, and uh, I can't say many good things about her personal life. Like, I left that movie feeling just heartbroken for her and for her family because she, it's like she didn't really have a shot. Yeah, no, it was. It was very well done. Let's start. Let's start there. And you definitely, done. definitely need done. to go see the film. I believe oh, it yeah. comes out you July sixth. Yeah, but it just gives you a whole new perspective on Whitney, and mm-hmm. you get to see someone who was a mega star, and see how someone in in one side of her life is a mega star, but on the other side is just broken, crumbling, and just the the effects that people have in your in your life, and it, it was very well done. We don't want to ruin anything because, again, it comes out in, in two weeks, mm-hmm. and you definitely need to go see the film, but what I took away from the doc was really evaluating the role that I play in everyone's lives and the role that other people play in my life, and you can see that the people who were around Whitney had a major role in her life and a lot of those roles ended up being the reason for her downfall yeah Yeah, it literally was the destruction of whitney houston and in that moment i just i looked and said okay well what role am i playing in in people's lives and am i contributing a positive value am i contributing negative negative negatively to their lives and vice versa are there people around me who aren't uplifting me and feeding me and and willing to call me out for what's right or for what's wrong or being able Mm -hmm. to push me up to a certain level. And I just, I really took a a moment and said, I have to reflect and make sure that all the people around me and all the people I am around are positively contributing to my life. It's, It's critical because she didn't, because she wasn't able to audit or didn't audit well the people in her life from the beginning of stardom, you know, just that negativity compounded but not even for just decades. That. Yeah, it was. Uh, it, it seemed like really it was her whole life, not even just. True. That's what I learned. I I was under the impression that stardom did this to Whitney, and I'm not sure I feel that way now. And and also, you really walk away understanding that all this woman had was her voice. Like that's it. That's it. I, I mean, it's it's so good, though, you guys. I, I know it, I sound like a little sad, but it's it's wonderfully done. And I, the way that they in, added in, well, I don't spoil anything, but just <laughs> go see it when, it when it comes out. Go see it for sure. Bring your tissues. 
be prepared to have many conversations afterward. Uh, I think the majority of us who were at that screening woke up the next day like, Man. Everybody was talking about it. And after after the screening, we were just mixing and mingling, and everyone was talking about it. it just because it touched on so many yeah. parts of your life. It made you reflect on how you're doing things, the role that stardom plays, and it, it just it, it really forces you to think critically about your life. Yeah, you're not going to leave and be like, okay, so what do yeah. I want to eat now? You're, like, no, not at all. You're you leave thinking about what you just watched, and you continue to have conversations. But it is mm-hmm. so well done. If you are a Whitney fan, you absolutely have to watch this film. And if you're not a Whitney fan, I mean, everyone knows Whitney Houston. If you don't know Whitney Houston, then I don't know what your what your life's about. <laughs> but anyone can appreciate Does this. That doc. person exists. Yeah, I don't know. Probably I don't know. like a thirteen year old somewhere. It's like correct. Who, now, who's y- that? Yeah, yeah. A, a younger person. Yeah. I can I can give you a pass. But if you were born in the nineties and below, there's no like nineteen ninety nine and below. Like you have no yeah. excuse to to not know who Whitney Houston is. But definitely go check that out. It was an amazing film. But again, just leaves you with, with your heart feeling some type of way. Mm-hmm. How well I know. Ugh. All the songs sound different to me now. <laughs> <laughs> and we also had the amazing experience to attend the MTV Movie Awards. Yes. That was, y'all. We were, we were Lena's plus twos. And it was, I mean, it was amazing. It was kind of fun to be, I mean, you see it on TV. So to be there, it's really just like a giant set. I, I was under the impression award shows were like how you see on TV. Like it's like, okay, you do this and that and this and that. But they run things back again. You well, this one out. wasn't this one was taped. It wasn't right. alive. So they can so you you have a little right. a slightly different experience because if it was a live show, they would obviously just have it's to gonna keep move going. exactly yeah. it's gonna move a little differently. Yeah. But because this one was taped, they were able to do things, okay, let's let's run that back. You can again. perfect it. Correct. Yeah. So but it did. It felt very much like being on set. But it was nice just being amongst people who are like killing the game right now. The create the creative energy? Yeah. Man, just looking left, looking right, and just saying, okay, here are all of these major A players who are really just living in their purpose. I was gonna say they're Can just, we talk about that? They're like they're just, literally living in their purpose. Yeah, regular people who are doing what they're meant to be doing. So you're excelling. <laughs> I feel like you will always excel at what you are meant to do. And I'm not talking about monetarily or even as far as accolades go, but like if you're doing what you're supposed meant to be doing, you have no choice but to be doing the best that you can be doing. For sure. Like, you know? w- without question. And like I said, it was just nice to be able to be amongst those individuals and to just see them in their element and talking with everyone they mm-hmm. just they're just happy everybody knows everybody uh, it just it gave me like even though i woke up today a little defeated i can confidently say that that was a major win of my week <laughs> like yeah. a major major win just because it, it it just gives you the motivation of saying okay you are in this room now like you have you have entered the room and it's like okay now how the next time you are in this room can you develop relationships and and contribute positively to these individuals' lives. Right. Like, and, and not just necessarily being a guest of someone who's amazing, yeah. but now you can be amongst them and have conversations and grow and have intellectual stimulating conversations and develop strong relationships and build, build, build. So that's what I walked away from. It's like, okay, I was in the room as a guest 
and I and I belonged. We belonged, but it's like now the next time I'm in that room, how can I contribute and add value? And you know what's interesting is because when you're around a lot of celebrities, you know who celebrities are, but you don't know them. Correct. And and the feel of the room is very much that too. Like not everyone knows each other, so it's like you know you're still in a room with strangers who people. No. Yeah. No. Yeah. Like I know your name, but I don't know you. Like it's that. And and even like I said, the celebrities with one another. Like it's not like everyone just knows everyone. It's not like that. I don't know. It was cool though. It was cool. I liked it. I approve. I approve of the MTV movie and TV awards. Yeah, I just approve of all the awards and I'm excited to to have this life. I remember Joy looked and she said, you know, in the beginning, I don't know if I ever wanted if I wanted the Hollywood life. And she's like, Nope. I want it. I was like, I think I kind of want it. Yeah, I kind of like it. I know I want it. Hell, I got my degree in television broadcast journalism. Right. So the plan for Justin was always to be on TV. And now being in an award show that's going to be televised amongst a lot of movie and TV actors and celebrities, it's like, yeah, this is where I want to be. Yeah. But I want to contribute positively to television. For and I sure. think that's like, that's the hard part, figuring what that lane is. So, and I think that everybody, not everybody, a lot of people feel that way, but you have to have, you know, riveting content and it's, it's a, it's a cutthroat world. It's a cutthroat world. I don't know, but I'm, but I like it. <laughs> you like, you, you like, like, you like the, you like, like the chase of pain. I've just been like, I would like to be a nurse. That's, we, and we had this conversation this weekend is that like in entertainment, in the entertainment world, you're just behind a little bit. Like, it feels like you're not doing anything. For sure. Like, how you were just saying, like, Definitely. Ugh. Like, it feels like you're not doing anything. You see people who are getting, you know, advanced degrees or going on to become doctors or whatever. If you're not in entertainment, your your career advances so much faster. Yes. It's just a slow-paced career until... You get to a and certain And then you point. watch everybody who's out here killing. Yeah. And Instagram and social media doesn't help with that. No. But then they put in like 12 years. Like, you know what I'm saying? So it's... it's Of work. And, and Hollywood does an excellent job of making it look like... An overnight uh, success? Uh, yes. Like, you were nowhere and now you're here. You know, it's like, no. I've been behind the scenes for a very, very, very long time. And now I'm just getting my due. So, you know... It's not an exact science, but I, I don't know. I have faith. Oh, no. I, I definitely have faith. We're going to make it. We were in the room. Like, yeah, we, were, we, were we were in the in room, the room. Am- amongst a lot of people that Joy and I respect. Was like We watch what you create, and yeah. it was just nice to be able to have conversations. <laughs> I, was like, I was like, we need to write a movie or something. Yeah, it was just nice <laughs> to have <laughs> some conversations with these individuals and no. just like, okay. like. But at the end of the day, it just humanized everyone. You know, When right. you develop a relationship with somebody – just behind a screen, whether that's TV or that's on your phone, you can very easily put these individuals on a pedestal. But when you're all in a room, in the flesh, sitting there, it's like you are reminded again that these are just individuals whose talent happen to be on a platform that is visible to the entire world. I've always said that. For sure, you have. And, and I was I, like, you just, you're just watching their work. For sure, and I, un- I've understood that too, but this is like the first time when you, we were really in a room amongst all of them. And you're just like, okay, I'm it's time to, to just create I mean, some dope like, shit. Like That's all Oscars that comes down. Or something. That I would lose my mind. I would be like, hi, I love what you do. <laughs> um, and really, that's all it is. Like I just admire that people are able to um, 
showcase our talent in the way that they do in a way that translates. It's amazing. And our vision for for Love Jays is just to uh, grow happy and healthy relationships in whatever way that we can, like on a very core level, just, hey, let's everybody be happy. That's, that's all I want to do. That's it. And I do think television is a great medium to do that because you can reach the most amount of people, like, you know, accolades and all that aside, that's still the mission. So anyway, MTV Movie Awards, the bomb diggity. We liked it. It's Love Jay approved. <laughs> <laughs> Definitely Love Jay approved. And, and speaking of promoting and, and helping and uplifting positive and healthy and happy relationships, because you know that's what we love and stand for. The Mingle Round 2 is coming back to Los Angeles. Tickets are officially available for sale. If you are subscribed to our mailing list, we sent out our monthly newsletter with the list. We will also add it into our Instagram bio. So right now, if you click the link in our bio, you will see a little button where you can buy your tickets to the Mingle. It is going down again. We are switching it up a little bit this time. If you attended the first event, we had a singles panel discussion with two males and, 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 and two females, or two men and two women. I like that better. I don't even like the way it sounded when I said male and female. But we had two single men on the panel, and we had two single women on the panel, and Joy and I moderated it and just had a conversation about what it was like mm -hmm. being single and dating in L.A. This time we're going to switch it up a little bit, and Joy and I are going to lead a conversation about the importance of entering the, the dating world and leading with self-love first, and then after that we're going to open it up for a little Q&A and conversation. We're also going to have some interactive games. So we're going to switch up a little bit elements too, so if you came to, to the first mingle, you definitely want to come back to... This mingle is going down again. I'm very excited. Looking forward to hanging out and engaging with you and, and just really talking love and, and, and what it takes to, to have a healthy and happy relationship. And I, I literally cannot wait. Same venue, same time, Sunday, July 15th. Make sure you mark your calendar 5 to 8 p.m. Again, click the link in our bio on Instagram, and you can go ahead and purchase you a ticket ASAP. I was listening to an interview between Oprah and Marianne Williamson, who happens to be the author of this month's weekly wellness newsletter book, uh, The Divine Law of Compensation, which is one of Justin's favorite books. Oh, it's a, it's a phenomenal yes. book. And if you're not subscribed to the weekly wellness newsletter, if last week's episode didn't convince you to subscribe, yeah. I don't know what else we can do. Yeah. But you need to go ahead and get your life and subscribe and definitely pick up this book because like Conversations with God, which changed Joy's whole life. Mm -hmm. The divine law of compensation was the catalyst of changing mine. And then I read Conversations with God, so yeah. boom, mind yeah. blown. I think You Are a Badass was my my catalyst. I think that the message in most of these books are more or less the same. They're very, um, they're complementary to one another. Yes. They're complementary. Like, you know, maybe they're one topic is more harped on, but like they touch on the same things. But the divine law of compensation, I keep saying the divine power in my mind, uh, but but it is, there's power behind it. But they had a very interesting nugget about forgiveness. I guess Oprah had called Marianne Williamson years ago about somebody who had betrayed her. Uh, and Marianne Williamson was like, listen, you need to pray for that person's happiness for 30 days straight. I felt like that was such a radical notion because I think when you talk about forgiving somebody, 
you're, it's like, okay, you release what they did to you, you move forward. And it's more like, you know, forgive and don't forget. But I have never thought to pray for that person's well-being and for their happiness. And the thought behind that was that you pray for their happiness. And she said, one of two things will happen. Either they'll change or you won't care anymore that they haven't. I was just like, mind blown yes i love these gyms i love these gyms and that's actually the weekly wellness newsletter uh challenge for this week that if you have anyone that you need to forgive for anything you need to pray for their happiness for 30 days straight and i was sitting there like who do i need to pray for (laughs) like i'm like do i need to have somebody that i need to forgive and the truth is i really have done the work to forgive the people that i felt have needed forgiveness uh yeah, I don't really have anyone in my life at the moment. Do you? I would have to sit and think about that intently. Yeah. I'm sure there are people who I have forgiven, but have you forgiven them in this capacity that Marianne is saying? Yeah, like, you, like I still You have pray. done the initial work and have released it, but if you were to think about people who have wronged you in the past who you feel that you have forgiven, if you were to go through with this challenge, would it give you a different level of feeling? And will it reveal to you that, yes, you have forgiven them at some point at a, at a satisfactory Ooh. level, but have you forgiven them truly at an emotional that core level? That just made the assignment deeper. Because when you said that, I was like, okay, well, I have a list then. See? I have a list. So it's like we, we have people that we have Not we have really. Forgiven. It's like a short list. It's a short list. But okay. It's like to really go in there and... So people that, even people that you have forgiven in the past, to just go back in and... And just see, kind of reopen and to re, it. And to reopen it and, and because after the those 30 days. aren't still people that I think to pray for their happiness. I and I have prayed for some people, I guess, since, but like it's just like if I think about it, like hope they're doing well, but not, not a okay, like a genuine place of I hope that they're in a place of growth, not and even happiness happy, like and, pray, prayer warrioring, just be like, I, I wish pure, unadulterated happiness upon this person, bring them blessings upon blessings and abundance and all those things. It's more than like, hope you're happy, <laughs> sending you happy vibes. Like it's, it's powerful prayer, a prayer that you would send to someone that you love, a prayer that you would send to someone that you love dearly. That's tough. Yes. That is tough. It's an assignment. That is, yeah. Go ahead and emphasize that. That is, yes, that's very for thirty days straight. Because there's some of us that we don't even pray for our own happiness. Like we we don't even and sit here and, and pray for abundance and happiness in our own lives. And when we do pray for abundance and happiness in our our own it's lives, it's like when things are we have right. yeah that too. But we sometimes have guilt associated. I was with just it, gonna say that where it's too. like okay, well we if we want all of these accolades or if we want all this money and we want all the success is that sometimes that we are taught that there is guilt behind abundance, which is crazy. But I mean, that literally is a teaching that a lot of people struggle with or an idea that a lot of people have struggled with. I know at some point I struggled with it. I remember when I graduated college, I said, I want to make $40,000 and drive a Prius. 
30. Was it 30? $30,000. Yeah, I said, I want to make $30,000 a year and drive a Prius. I looked it up sideways. Justin and I had a, had a talk. I said, sir, I am not interested in a life of mediocrity. That is not going to work for me. And and, and, I, and had, had that been what you really wanted. For sure. I would have been. But, but like I had known that I wanted my life to be so much bigger than that. But yeah. for in that moment, for some reason, like for months in my senior year of college, I was like, you know, I just want to make $30,000 a year and drive a Prius. I was just so, such a fool. I'm so <laughs> and, happy that you didn't manifest that. No, I didn't. Yeah, it was, it was ridiculous. Because you and were then, making more than that right out right of college. Right out of college. And then when I got out there and realized I was making definitely more than that, and still was out here on the struggle, I was like, Justin, what the hell were you going to do with $30,000 a year in a Prius? Right. Now, granted, a Prius would be an upgrade from my current whip. <laughs> but, but, you know, so at some point, that, that could have been a, a little bit of a benefit, but it, it, it is interesting to see that when we prioritize ourselves, like we're going to focus on our well-being and, and we're going to prioritize our happiness and do what we love, is that there's sometimes guilt associated with that. So to be able to take that, thought and pray for the abundance and happiness of somebody else like that is a major major task yeah it's a major task you know what and i'm now thinking that so i'm gonna i'm i'm gonna accept my own assignment i'm going to make my list and i'm gonna pray for that abundance and then i'm gonna have a, a separate ses- session and i'm gonna pray for the abundance uh, for my abundance as well for 30 days straight um yeah, and and come from a place of forgiveness for the guilt that I felt, and then also this. So the first thing that came up when I was thinking, who do I need to forgive? The my answer was myself, and it was for um, for quitting dance. Mm-hmm. Such a th- such a thing that I think may I struggle with in and out, and I know that I did the right thing. I did not want to dance anymore. My heart was not in it, but I did do it for so long and so many sacrifices were made for me to get the proper training um, so that I could excel. But I I just simply fell out of love with it and I couldn't go on anymore. And I remember talking to um, the professors at my college and saying, I'm just ready to be great at something. This isn't going to be the thing that I'm going to be great at. And, you know, they were like, no, you'll change your mind or like, don't give up. And and I had to ignore that noise and kind of go within and pick what was right for me. But I do think that I have always had a little bit of guilt and a little bit of, well, what if I would have continued with it? And I know the truth is that if I would have continued with it, I still would have just, I wouldn't have done well because my heart wasn't in it. And when you when you have an art form that's hard on your body and mentally challenging as well because you're put constantly pushing yourself, uh, if you're not in it to win it, there's almost no point in you doing it. Very true. Yeah, there's just no, and I knew that. So, it, but it, it was a hard truth to deal with. But again, I think I need to forgive myself. So in, in that, I, that's why I'm, I'm going to pray for me too. So, I don't know. I'm working on it. I don't feel Guilt. I know I do. I feel a little bit of guilt and um, not true regret, but just a little bit of regret. Like just, I I feel like I wish I could have made it work, even though I know that given who I actually am as a person, it wasn't going to. But I wish that I could have made it work because I'm like, man, I already put in so much time. No, I, I completely understand. I mean, that goes back to you know my whole journey with basketball was that I had a full plan to go play professionally overseas and then it didn't end up working out and I had 
fallen into a depression. Mm-hmm. And it took me years to really get over that. And then I got to the point where I realized it says that basketball was a part of my life for so long and it is no longer in the same capacity. And I have to release that feeling. And there were also, I mean, we've touched on the show, you know, how I felt you and, and, and the, the interaction that you and I had and, and how that may have impacted some of the, the decision-making when it came to basketball. I, I had to unpack a lot of, I had to unpack a lot of emotions yeah, and feelings. Bl- blame. Yes, when, when it came to, to my basketball career. But I remember when, and it was probably about 26, maybe 26, 27, when I had, had made peace and said, you know what, basketball gave me an unbelievable opportunity, allowed me to develop and, and develop great relationships, develop my leadership abilities, develop my work ethic and my craft. I had met amazing people through basketball. I still have friends to this day who I met while playing basketball. I got to play in high school and play in college and do a lot of things that I wanted to do. The only thing that I wasn't able to do with my basketball career was to play professionally. But even with that, I was able to experience a lot. And once I I had an opportunity to take a deep breath and realize that basketball was no longer occupying the same role in my life, Mm -hmm. I was able to release it and move forward. It's like the same trick that we do when we get rid of clothes or oh, get yeah. rid of something uh, that I, I forgot where we this read this. The Marie Kondo method, the life-changing magic of tidying up. Okay, and so in her book, she talked about you know, when you want to let go or release things in your in your life, it's like you hold it in your hand and you thank it for the role that it played in your life. And you know, so when you're trying to get rid of clothes or whatever the case is, and I remember having that moment, and then, you know, I held a basketball and I just said, you know, thank you for everything that you taught me. Thank you for your love, for your respect, for allowing me to grow as an individual. And I'm talking to a basketball and holding this basketball. And I was like, in that moment, I was good. It's because I, I, I spoke to the game like, like I needed to. It's just like similar when, when Kobe retired and he now, what, did he run an Oscar for that? For Dear Basketball? Mm-hmm. It's like he wrote a letter to basketball thanking the game for everything it did for him. And I guarantee you, after he wrote that, he, he released his entire life. And now Kobe's doing everything that is not related to basketball. Mm-hmm. I mean, he does have his new show at ESPN Plus that breaks down basketball. But he was able to move forward in life because he released it. Yeah, And that's essentially what you said in forgiving yourself. It's like I had to forgive myself for not playing professionally and release that, but thank the game for everything that it did for me. So I need to go talk to a pair of ballet slippers. <laughs> yeah, you might You might Basically. have to just pull out your, your ballet slippers and everything. Because I never did. I really, I left that relationship very much just like I have to get out and I, I left in the middle of the night, if that makes sense. Like I just, there, no closure. Uh, yeah, no closure at all. So that, maybe that's all it is. I need closure. And again, I need to forgive myself for making the decision that was right for me, even if, you know, it required, and no one is disappointed about it. I'm projecting that, but it feels like I've disappointed people, even though nobody, no one cares. Everyone's fine. <laughs> so anyway, I just, I think that practicing forgiveness in that way is super duper powerful. And I'm, I'm excited. I'm now really excited for the assignment because I, I feel like I have people to pray for, um, and I'm going to pray for me. And that's good. And you know, I also want to add to you that prayer doesn't have to be um, a religious thing because I know not everyone is religious. So a prayer could be just wishing people well and and sending love and 
um, creating just a, a quiet and sacred space within your heart and soul um, and connecting to, I used to hate when people say the universe, but I genuinely do feel that now, connecting to the universe and, and, and sending your intentions out. That can be prayer. So just a side note for people who are like, I don't pray. <laughs> you can pray. I think it's also important to note for those who are in relationships is being able to analyze your role in your relationship or someone else's, your partner's role in the relationship. Are there things that you are holding on to that you could forgive that individual or you need to forgive yourself for things that you may have done or for things that someone else may have done to you that are preventing the two of you from being able to move forward into a space that you want to achieve. Because when it all comes down to it with what everything Joy has said and what Marianne is saying is that you know, forgiveness allows you to break free. It's like it breaks a chain that, that holds you back. And if you have multiple things that you need to forgive or multiple people that you need to forgive. It's like you're limiting yourself from being able to achieve a new level of success or a new level of life because, again, you're just being held down. And I can, I can see and, and parallel that directly into relationships. Is, you know, some of you are, are in a relationship right now and you both love each other. You're both excited. You're both happy. It's like you want to move forward, but there's something that is preventing you from moving to that next level. And what is that next level? Maybe the two of you aren't meant to move to that next level, but maybe what, it, what, what is truly preventing you could be you taking 30 days and just looking back and saying, is there anything that I need to forgive my partner for? Is there anything I need to forgive myself for? And spend those 30 days actively reviewing and massaging that area within your relationship and then looking back up and saying, man, I really didn't realize that's what could be holding me back in our current relationship. Yeah. Yeah, that's, that's, a, that's a completely different angle as well. I didn't even think about while you're in something. Like it doesn't necessarily mean that the relationship's destroyed. For sure. Yeah. And you're just, <laughs> do you let them know? I'm going to pray for you. Yeah. <laughs> I'm going to pray for you it's for like, I'm praying 30 for you. days. Right? Baby, I'm praying for you for 30 days because yeah. I'm feeling some type of way and need some forgiveness. Yeah, but, it, but it's true. I mean, we all, it, it just comes back to you know, just holding on. You're holding on to, to different areas of, of, in your life and tying it back to, to, to the Whitney doc. It's like there are these chains that, that people are, are placing on you. And if you allow yourself to hold on to these chains, mm-hmm. you are eventually going to suffer from those, those strains. Well, and that's, I, that, we, we know that forgiveness is more for you than the other person. The pe- people don't need your forgiveness. You need to forgive them though, because you're holding on to pain. The need to forgive is always attached to pain. It's not like, oh, I need to forgive this person, but the, the emotion that it's manifesting in me is like rainbows and butterflies. Like, <laughs> I feel really good about this thing that I need to forgive them for. It's never that. It is pain and it is poison every time. And the longer that you let it live in you, uh, the longer... Or the the more you're going to deteriorate. So, you know, we really encourage you to release it. And again, not just release it, but release it with love. Another thing that Marianne Williamson said that I, I, I really liked was that she figured out a long time ago, I think it was through reading A Course in Miracles, that when she made decisions, she was either making them with fear or with love. And I think that when we refuse to forgive people, 
we fear that we're going to forget what they did and get hurt all over again. And it's better to deal with the pain that we know. Like I already know that this person caused this pain. So I'm going to hold on to it. So I don't give them the opportunity to hurt me again. Mm, powerful. So that I won't have a different kind of pain that's forward to me and I won't have to go through this again. So you hold on to it. When really making a decision with love would be, all right, this person hurt me. I have pain. I'm going to release it. I'm going to pray for their happiness. And then I'm going to actually move forward. And the truth is, I think once people hurt you in a certain way, even if you release the pain, you can, there is a way to put them somewhere else in your heart so that they don't cause you, that they don't have the opportunity to hurt you again. Just because you've, you've forgiven somebody, you've released the, the pain and, and you've wished them happiness and love and abundance, that doesn't mean that they have free reign to trample you again. Correct. Yeah. The, you have to reassign their role in your life. Yeah. And that's completely okay. And that's not holding a grudge. That doesn't mean that you haven't completely forgiving them, forgiven them. That's just being smart. Like that's that's okay. You can you can um you can reassign. Uh, and I guess if you're but in the case if you're in a relationship and you have to do it, but you just said you might decide, okay, this might not be for us, or it's like this is for us. We're going to move forward from this and you know, this isn't going to be an issue ever again, depending on what it was. And yeah, we're just going to, we're going to keep it rocking. Yeah, it's, it's powerful. Forgiveness is, is very powerful. Marianne Williamson is She's someone. amazing. Yeah, someone who I respect. When I read, again, when I read her book, The Law of Divine Compensation, or The Divine, Divine Law, Law of, Compensation. of Compensation, it was just very, very eye You have quotes on quotes on quotes. Like, oh, he, he was. Yes. I'm, t- I'm he, stopping the joy. The whole time, re- Ugh! Uh, you yeah. know, you know, a book is good when you start grunting in the middle of it, and mm. then you go back and reread it again, and the grunt even harder than you did the first time mm-hmm. because it sunk in that much better. And you know, what I love about reading, and it, even me hearing me say that, it's like, that's an oxymoron because I didn't used to be that person. But it's like I love new knowledge, and I didn't. I knew that so much new knowledge could come from reading. But now that I'm getting new knowledge from reading, it's just like books. I want more books. I want more books. And and that book is 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 amazing. And I strongly encourage you guys to pick up that book and then also read Conversations, the, Conversations with, God. with God and watch the interview that she had with Oprah. And then, of course, for 30 days, identify someone or multiple people who you need to forgive and pray for their happiness and love. I'm going to make this list and I'm going to I'm going to I'm going to join the assignment too. Because I'm sure there's people, and I know myself is on that list. Like I know I, I'm on. Yeah. I got to forgive me and release me and, and move forward for for my own happiness. And then I'm sure there's. I'm sure there's. It's a, it's a good amount of people. Not like ten or twelve. I'm but excited. I'm like, a, can I pray now? <laughs> right. You know, just sit here yeah. like you. We're gonna end this show and start praying. Yeah. For folks. It's like yeah, heavenly father. <laughs> you yeah. you are too much. But yes, we we definitely encourage you guys to to take part in that. And as always, thank you guys so much for tuning in to another episode of Married Millennials. Make sure you subscribe to this podcast on Apple Podcast. And if you enjoy what you're hearing, please leave us a review and share it with your friends. As always, let's keep the conversation going online. You can head over to our website, lovejays.com, and you will see all of our social media icons right there at the top of the page. Thanks again, and we'll see you next Tuesday.